From deep inside the Death Star, I'm Chad Beter. And I'm Gov Maharaj. And welcome to Defrag Tools, the show that takes you inside Microsoft and inside Windows. Uh, we've got Gov here today to talk about Windows Defender Application Guard. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's a feature that shipped in uh, 1709, I want to say. It sounds uh, about right. And has just gotten better in 1803, depending on your parlance, that would be RS3 and RS4, respectively. Right, uh, right. Depending on how people track Windows versions, because we have a lot of different ways. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's hard to keep track. Spring Creators update. Or oh something? No, I, no, I can. I will never I ever remember the yeah. text names oh, yeah. for the Windows releases because they make no sense to me. Give me a number. Yeah. Give me a version like that I can relate to. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, which one is Spring Creators update? Which one yeah. is Anniversary update? I mean, and then come someone on. will throw a, a curveball in there and give you a build number like, yeah, hey, I'm on one six. Two nine nine. You're like, well, wait, which one is that again? Well, that one I understand. <laughs> that one is uh, RS three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, you got to have this mental map. Yes. Internally, we usually just say RS four, RS five, RS six. But uh, uh, the, I think the official names are version seventeen oh nine, version eighteen oh three. Uh, Based so, on our yeah. release dates, because you know, time is one of those things that just stays. Stays the same no matter how much it changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this one came out in what, whatever it was, RS4, RS5, RS4, RS3, RS3, and then also RS got better in RS4. Got significantly better in RS3. In 1803, yes. Okay. Uh, so Windows Defender Application Guard is a technology that, um, this is just pointing to the uh, documentation for it. What it does is it wraps Edge in a hypervisor-based container. And it does this for a number of reasons. The primary reason is for use in the enterprise. Mm. Um, and what it does is it helps isolate intranet sites or trusted sites that an organization um, uh, has deemed, like they've produced a whitelist essentially for, for certain sites that will run on the host machine. And then for untrusted sites or sites that are just unknown to the enterprise, they'll put it into this container. Mm -hmm. And what it is is just a hypervisor-based sandbox. So malware or anything that runs will be completely separate from the host machine. And it's really nice because when you shut down the container, it wipes it out. You don't persist anything. Right. You have the ability to configure uh, different policies to change how data gets persisted, but there are, uh, think of it as really just a throwaway uh, browser window. You right. go, you do your thing, there's nothing persisted, um, you don't have to worry about anything. If you attempt to save documents in that edge window, what will happen is it will get saved in the virtualized container. It doesn't go to your regular file system. Ah. You can choose through policy to, uh, to determine which content you would like to move over. So you have access to things like the clipboard, which normally by default is disabled. Saved files is again disabled. It stays only in the containered area. It does mm. not transition to your regular file system. Mm -hmm. So in that way, when you're browsing, um, anything that is done in that browser window is completely contained and separate from your regular host environment. So the files, if you save a file, it will persist then across sessions. You can choose to, right. to decide whether or not uh, you want it to persist. Uh, you can yeah. completely recycle your VM on every invocation if you so choose. Right. Um, there are a few limitations currently 
with the uh, WDAG, Windows Defender Application Guard, which I'll just continue to refer to as WDAG. Um, for example, extensions, uh, edge extensions don't work. Mm -hmm. Favorites don't carry over. These are, again, things that are um, determined to keep everything separate. You're, you, you don't want things to persist. Um, now, as I said, it's primarily designed from, for an enterprise environment. Mm -hmm. um, you can enable it in the Pro or Enterprise SKU. Um, and as you can see here, right? We allowed it in Pro, uh, Pro SKUs in 1803, and it was mm -hmm. Enterprise, and of course, Enterprise in uh, 1803 as well. Right. Um, the, the, the nice thing is that I use it personally. Um, I don't do all of my browsing in a WDAG window. However, I do things like banking in yeah. my WDAG window. Yeah. There are certain things that I want to be certain that the host and the browser is completely separate. Now, I operate under a model of no matter what I do, the host could be compromised either through a browser. Now, of course, we go through a lot of uh, tech to make sure that doesn't happen. I you know, configure my machine so that doesn't happen. Right. But you can't necessarily prevent things that you yourself do, that you install, right. that could be infected with malware. Absolutely. Um, in fact, there were cases uh, where third-party distribution sites have been uh, targeted by malware. So you right. can go directly to the correct source, but if they are themselves infected, you don't know it. You, you trust where you're getting it from, but that that chain of trust is not something you can always guarantee 100%. Right, right. So I kind of operate under the assumption that at any point in time, something can go wrong. It's the, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how I operate. And now for banking, I don't know about you, but that's probably one of the most critical things that I have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. That in media, that. so my pictures, yeah. mm -hmm. right? My pictures and stuff are backed up 10 different ways from Sunday. Yeah. But you can't really back up your financial credentials, right? Like once they're compromised, they're compromised. There's, you right. have to go through a whole rigmarole. I, I'm sure those of you that have been issued new credit cards yeah. by... All the time. <laughs> right? Like that's a serious pain yeah. to, to go deal with. So if you can reduce the uh, the risk that you have when you are doing high um, high risk transactions, uh, anything where there's critical credentials that could be compromised, you could use uh, Application Guard for that. That's um, and it's actually very simple to turn on. Um, I've already enabled it, but let's go through the steps to turn it on. I think a lot of people don't know this feature is really there yet. I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's pretty not hidden. Super well publicized. Yes, you know? it's actually in the legacy uh, control panel. Oh. Um, now, I'm sure most people know about this area, uh, but it's not the typical front end anymore because if you notice from the typical Explorer window, uh, if you click on this PC, you know, open settings would take you to the modern settings mm -hmm. and it doesn't go to the control panel anymore. So unless you actually type in control panel, we've tried to really hide things away. Mm -hmm. So anyways, by going to the legacy control panel, going to programs and turning Windows features on or off, 
I imagine this kind of comes from the fact that it was originally rolled out as more of an enterprise feature. Exactly. So this would really have been done by an IT admin and yes. rolled out through group policy or something. Yeah, or in their or image. Or in their image. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just go down to the bottom and then you turn on Windows Defender Application Guard. Does it require uh, Hyper-V as well? It does require Hyper-V. Okay. Uh, so it requires hardware support, but basically, I'd say any machine in the past four to five years, uh, you'd be fine with running it. We do recommend uh, some certain min specs, uh, eight gig of RAM, for example, mm -hmm. um, quad core. There's um, this this particular article will talk about uh, you know the system recs, uh, all sorts of different group policy settings. So 64-bit CPU. If you're running a 32-bit CPU, you've got far more problems. <laughs> Sorry, I, th there's only one case that I can think of for running a 32-bit CPU. It's these low-cost tablets, mm -hmm. um, and you're never going to run, you know, WDAG on that, uh, frankly. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's still a case, I guess, if you have really, really old Win16 applications, they won't run on 64-bit OS, but in that case, you're you, better off using a VM. Well, that, and again, you have more problems if you're still relying on the 16-bit <laughs> software. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, use a VM that will run the 32-bit. Yeah. A very constrained VM, a single-purpose VM, in fact, for that application. Similar to this, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, VTX, uh, the CPU virtualization extensions, 8 gig of RAM, 5 gig space with an SSD. Um, again, not really uh, outrageous uh, requirements. So that's how you go turn it on. You have to reboot afterwards. And let's take a look at some of the group policy settings that you can do. So this particular setting, the turn on Windows Defender Application Guard in Enterprise Mode, what that basically does is when you configure a bunch, a couple of other policies to set the domains in which you consider to be enterprise and which ones you consider to be um, user domains, this will automatically switch. So when you type in a domain, mm. it'll say, oh, I don't trust it, I'm going to launch it in, in WDAG. Or, oh, I do trust it, say Microsoft.com, and it's going to just run in your regular host window. It won't transition to the WDAG. Nice. Now, I personally haven't enabled the automatic uh, switch to enterprise mode because I'm much more of a, I'm going to figure out exactly which site I want to run in enterprise mode. Mm -hmm. um, the allow data persistence, uh -huh. that's the one that I was saying about uh, what stuff gets saved, cookies, favorites, mm -hmm. um, or it'll get recycled every time you restart. Uh, hardware accelerated rendering, so what that will do is it allows your GPU and by default, and in fact in 1803 is the only, uh, you will utilize the um, GPU that was initialized during post. Mm -hmm. Now, that is 99% of the time your internal GPU. Mm -hmm. If you have set up, uh, for example, you have a dual GPU, uh, say in a Surface Book 2, the NVIDIA GPU. Hybrid graphics. The hybrid graphics. Mm -hmm. If you configure your EFI or your BIOS, depending on which one you're using, um, to only use the external GPU, then WDAG will use it. Mm. But if you don't set any of this at all, what it'll do is use CPU rendering. Mm. It'll make things a little bit slower, but if you're only using it for things like banking yeah. um, 
or you know non-gaming yeah. within your browser, then you should be fine. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, media streaming would benefit from... Media streaming would benefit. Uh, one thing uh, that I have not tried is something like Netflix, so mm -hmm. DRM video. Uh, it should work, but it, mm -hmm. could, it may not work depending on the type of driver that you're using. Right. Um, auditing events, not really useful for end users. Um, prevent enterprise websites from loading non-enterprise content. So that mm. one is more like the cross-site scripting stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you can share your clipboard. You can do printing. You can cut all of that off if you don't want it. And mm. uh, I should warn that for uh, the clipboard, the print, the data persistence, and the hardware accelerated rendering, turning those on increases your attack surface right. because you're able to now share data. And with the hardware acceleration, you are loading your graphics drivers from your host machine into the VM. Mm. So instead, instead of just using CPU rendering, you're now still loading an additional third-party component. So it kind of depends how secure you need to be. How secure you, you desperately need to be. If you're running Wickle signed drivers, you're getting your drivers out of Woo, you may tolerate that risk better. Right. Um, and you know the, the most critical one that I definitely don't enable is files uh, saved to be saved to the host location. So right. I am purposefully making sure that the uh, WDAG instance is, I can just throw it away. I don't care about anything that's in there. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a nice separation between the host and the guest container in this case. Mm -hmm. And it is extremely simple to turn on. So I've turned it on and I've rebooted. And it gives you an option in here that says new application guard window. Boom. So it does require a reboot, uh, presumably Once you turn it on. enable Hyper-V and all that sort of stuff, right? Yep. And that's it. You now that's have it. an edge window that says you're in application, uh, guard. application guard mode. And you can do anything that you like. I mean, docs.microsoft, sure. What does that tell me? I mean, it's reasonably fast. Yeah, I, it seems. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty I good. Notice, like, I, it's a huge it, delay starting it up or anything like that. Exactly. It's, it's not a full VM, so it's not running a completely separate operating system. Mm -hmm. It's a containerized VM, so it's running Edge in a VM. Uh, so it's still using much of your host hardware. Um, it is not full separation, which gives the ability to have added perf. I notice there's a little badge on the uh, taskbar icon, too, to yep. kind of give you a heads up that that's your instance of uh, the application guard. Uh, very cool. Now, if you do, say you're doing this and you have it saving your data persistently in the VM, is there an easy way, oh, I feel like I'm compromised, I want to just go clear that out uh, and, and delete that? You can recycle the uh, instance. There is a PowerShell mm. command line to recycle the instance to, cool. to get rid of that data. So you can uh, maybe, you, maybe you don't want to recycle it on every time you launch, but maybe from time to time, oh, it's time to go recycle it. The, the typical case, for example, is um, like saving a PDF, mm. right? You, want, you, you don't trust fully, but maybe you trust the PDF or a zip right. file or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but again, generally speaking, I'll use it for, for banking, for online purchases, um, for, let's see, what other, those are pretty much the highest risk, anything I'm doing with a credit card, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it, it's, it's nice because, you know, if it gets compromised, if you go to a site that gets compromised, um, the, the, the clear separation is also between your data, mm -hmm. right? This type of thing would solve um, ransomware. Right. Right. Yeah. The, this. Yeah. This. You. There is no access to your data, so right. you have no worries about. They can ransomware. go encrypt your drive all they want, but they're only encrypting a VM. Exactly. <laughs> you just uh, recycle it with a PowerShell command. Very cool. Wow. Well, this is great. I mean, this is a feature that I guess has has been there now for what six to twelve months, and uh, I think probably not as well publicized as. As uh, as it could be, so it's it's great. It's, you know, I, I to be honest, I I was not really that aware of this feature before this. So this is cool. I'm going to have to go turn this on. Um, this is another page that I wanted to let people know about is testing your scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the one where it's actually we're encouraging you to go try this out. Mm -hmm. Write bugs. Tell us things that don't work. Mm. Um, yes, we already know that extensions don't work. Please. You know, if you if you really want them, upvote it. But you know, we're we're very well aware, and we're trying to make that happen. Um, you can see that in this application guard window, there's certain things that um, are not available, and it'll tell you. Mm. You know, it uses your theme from your main edge, right? right? It just copies it, but it doesn't persist any theme. changes, so it doesn't even try. Mm -hmm. um, you can clear out your data, going into advanced settings again. Uh, yes, you can use Flash. Um, it, this will tell you exactly where your downloads are being saved to. Mm -hmm. um, no proxies. It'll use the proxy setup in your main, from your main edge or your configuration from the host edge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can change your search engine. I actually like Bing, mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, you know, you don't get uh, a lot of the options that. Uh, you would normally want to, or what you'd think you could change, but um, you can change them in your main edge and they'll reflect here for most of them. Very cool. And I did notice there was a send feedback link right there. Yes, so. yes. We, we really, really want feedback on this. We want to know what works, what doesn't work, what crashes, things that um, don't show an additional window properly, for example. Um, just all of those scenarios that you guys depend on, but are very security conscious. We we want to make this feature more and more applicable to your use cases. It's not just a black hole. The send feedback link actually does get looked at. Usually, one of the first things that I ever tell anybody is file a file a feedback and then share the link to the feedback because then you know if you're talking to folks like us we can track where that feedback is did it go to the right location because when you launch the feedback hub for example and yes i'm digressing a little bit but that's okay <laughs> it's all right uh, actually let's do this wdag is awesome <laughs> right. That's a suggestion. Sure. You know there are a ton of different areas, and um, this list. Remember, there's a scroll bar here. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you wanted to, for example, file feedback on WDAG, you'd go to security and privacy. Or network and internet. Probably security and privacy. It is primarily a security feature. Mm. 
Um, and then you'd go into Windows Defender, there you go. Application Guard, Office, Application Control, that's not quite it, but you'd want to go to Application Guard Office, mm -hmm. um, and you'd find that um, you would route that particular feedback there better. But again, you kind of want to go through each of these options, trying to figure out which one is your best one if you're any, any unsure. Mm. Um, get routed to the right place. And as, as usual, screenshots, files, uh, traces, diagnostics, really, really important. It really helps us understand what's going on because something that uh, I, I'm hoping that people realize is that configurations that are out of the box are generally the things that we can test, right? There are so many different variations, so many different switches, knobs, levers that you can do that can affect state of the machine that is very difficult um, to necessarily tease back from just a memory dump right. or just logs because not everything is logged. So really tell us everything that you have done that changes that machine from the default uh, out of the box mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And then we'll try to repro it better because uh, the, the better, the, the more that we can repro, the easier it is to actually fix your issues. Absolutely. And we want to fix them. Absolutely. Nothing more frustrating than a bug that you can't reproduce. And, uh, yes, and I really impossible. dislike resolving <laughs> bugs as not repro, because yeah. I really try hard to repro a bug. Because yeah. um, it, it doesn't do anybody any good. Like, we know that you have experienced an issue. Yeah. Like, that part is fact. Well, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not calling you a liar. Right. So we want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't fix it if we can't see it, usually, uh, unless you just get real lucky. But right. uh, yeah, cool. All right, so Windows Defender Application Guard, a great feature in Edge browser. Uh, real good reason to, to try out Edge if you haven't. Uh, this is a very nice. Um, I, I would hope everyone's tried out Edge by now. It's, it's getting better every release. It's a good browser. Um, I can tell you that it's the only browser that I use. Nice. No matter how. Any sort of pain points, if I have a pain point, I file the feedback. I can usually work around it if, if necessary. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say 97% of the time, and I'm picking that percentage uh, you know, out of my gut, mm. uh, it's a reasonable percentage, but 97% of the time, if I have any issues, it's actually on the website itself. Like right. They have done something that is out of spec right. because Edge is essentially emulating Chrome. Right. Uh, you you send out Chrome's um, user agent string. Mm. So, really, it should do everything correctly. Right. Um, but the ones that I've seen where the site says, oh, you know, Edge is not something that we support, or you're running an unsupported browser because they don't know how to properly handle it. Well, you know, there's not a lot we can do about that. We've already done everything we can. Right. <laughs> if they're going to not, not support you. Right. Well, very cool. All right. So, Windows Defender Application Guard. Check it out, super cool security feature. Um, one of the, the coolest things I've seen in a while on, on Windows, so uh, I'm gonna go start using it now too. Uh, so thanks for watching. If you have any questions or comments, put them in the show notes below uh, or email us. Uh, are we using defrag tools at Microsoft.com? That still mm -hmm. works. Defrag at Microsoft.com, that'll also work. And uh, thanks for watching and uh, we'll see you next time.